Welcome to the Creator Relationship You Love Summit. My name is Andrea Carella, your host, and the benefits of this summit are really focused on how to help support couples so that they f- feel powerful and feel satisfied in their relationship, as well as learning how to communicate authentically with their partner with more understanding, harmony, and passion. Today, I have a great guest. His name is Jonathan Astley, and he is a relationship expert, specifically in the realm of understanding how men work. His company is called Understand Men Now, and I'm really excited for today's show because we're going to be covering what men are really thinking when it comes to love, sex, and commitment. And we're going to also focus in on how men operate in relationships, whether they be committed relationships or long-term marriage relationships. So Jonathan, it's wonderful having you here today. Andrea, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be part of this summit. And thank you for including me in what's going to be, I'm sure, magnificent. You put together some great speakers, and I'm honored to be part of the group. So thank you. Fantastic. Wonderful. With a lot of the audience members on this call, they're mostly in committed relationships already. So what would you say the main turn-ons and turn-offs of men who are in relationships already? What does that look like? You know, I think every man's greatest fear is that he, you know, is in a relationship with someone who's crazy. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and also any woman who has wrath, okay? Because, <laughs> you know, there's the old saying, you know, be careful a woman scorn kind of thing. I'd say that's an internal fear that many men have. Certainly nagging is one of those things. Defensiveness, criticism, and disrespect is a turnoff to men. And I understand that usually that happens because a woman is feeling unsafe in the relationship. So her little kid comes out and acts out in a non-adult way. So it's usually triggered by a lack of trust. So something has happened with him. Okay, something he has done unintentionally. Let me just say this. Most men have good intentions in relationship. And okay, most men, I mean, really, more, most men have good intentions. They just may not articulate it properly. They may not share their feelings in a way that is seen, heard, you know, seen and heard and understood. So, but what happens with a woman is she feels unsafe and she reacts out. Okay. Mm-hmm. The minute that acting out, all that does is make the man become defensive and pull away. So, for everyone on this call, I highly recommend doing a Google search of John Gottman, and he talks about what's, who's an amazing relationship expert, and he talks about the four horsemen of the apocalypse in a relationship. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Very familiar crit- with that. Criticism, stonewalling, contempt, and defensiveness. And so recognize that whenever we act out, it's usually because of something we're feeling unsafe about. So here's my advice. Before you react, or will you ever react, which causes you to maybe pounce on him, so to speak? And I don't mean that literally. I just mean in you know a communicative way. Ask yourself, what was his good reason for doing what he did? In other words, give him the benefit of the doubt. What I tell all my clients in the early stage of dating, give a guy the benefit of the doubt. You know, if you come to him in a loving way and say, hey, this something happened, 
it didn't feel right for me. I just want to share my feelings. What was going on for you? Most likely, he's going to give you a very calm, collected answer because you've come to him in a conversational way instead of a confrontational way. And usually, what most arguments center around is con when it becomes combative or con confrontational. Mm. Mm -hmm. And what would you say some of the turn-ons are for romantic partners that are in a relationship? I love this question because the turn-ons, let me just say this, men commit to women, they, well, I, I, can I tell a quick story? Sure, absolutely. Because this man illustrated so perfectly. I was at the gym recently and I was talking to this guy at the gym and I said, he was, 60, you know, he was in great shape and I go, you know, first off, I said, how old are you? And he goes, I'm 62 years old. And I go, you're in great shape. What is your secret? And he said, I married the coolest woman on the planet. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, that's my secret for looking great, is I married the most amazing woman on this planet. And I said, well, what is it about her? And he says, and this was his words, he goes, she's just so cool. And we didn't get into too many of the details, but he pulls out pictures of his wife. They've been married for 40 years. You know, he just loves and adores this woman because she's cool. What are things that are cool to men? What Because men, choose, they make decisions for commitment fully based on how they feel. Do they feel good with this person? Do I feel good with this person? And what feels cool? To feel respected. What feels cool? To be inspired, you know, that a woman, a person that inspires them. What feels cool? Someone with a great sense of humor. You know, the list can go on and on of what feels cool. But when a man thinks, like, I've got the coolest person on the planet. She is just easy to be with. And she inspires me and she respects me and she accepts me for who I am. That's the greatest turn on. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I, I'm also thinking about how we have a lot of people that are in different age ranges on the call in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even up in their 60s. So can you tell me how through the evolution of the relationship, the commitment, the different shifts from being a couplehood to becoming parents to transitioning to be being empty nesters again through retirement, how does a couple and what's going on for a man in those phases that would be important for women to understand as they're transitioning between those different life phases that could potentially shift things around, both for the man and the woman, because they don't understand what's going on for each other's internal world. So can you help us understand that a little bit better? Sure. You know, you asked me such a big question. You know, we could take we can entire month to discuss that whole <laughs> You know, each phase of the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. But I'd like, to, let me encapsulate it in a way that might help from a broad spectrum. Sure. So a man in his 20s, is 20s and 30s, he is driven by testosterone. In fact, our testosterone levels are like 100 times higher than within a, what, what even a woman has. Or maybe it's 1,000 times higher. I don't know the, the specifics. But we are driven by testosterone. In fact, in our 20s and 30s, we... We, we kind of glorify our idea that we'd like to become the next Mark Zuckerberg or the next Bill Gates or maybe some famous athlete that you love, you know, because we have this drive within us. And most of our programming of what we seek in relationship is based on the blueprint that we were brought up with in our childhood. 
for me, for example, my programming, this was my parents' programming, is you graduated college. They kept saying that over and over and over again since I was a little kid. You're going to graduate from college. You're going to get a job. You're going to get a good job. You're going to meet a girl. You're going to get married. You're going to buy a house, and you're going to start a family. That was my programming. That was the blueprint I had. Okay. Then as I got a little bit old, as men get older, so we have all this blueprint. What happens is as we get older, our testosterone levels drop time after 38 years old, and they start to progressively drop, and our estrogen levels increase. So now we tap into our feelings a lot more because men's feelings are, have been, we've been told to repress our feelings. This is where usually men after about 40 start to appear to be completely dysfunctional because they don't know, they're, they're experiencing feelings in a way that they're unfamiliar with, and it creates internal chaos and habit within us. In addition, what happens around this time, and people call it midlife crisis, I call it when a person's blueprint collides with their reality. <laughs> Remember I said what my blueprint was? Okay? Right, absolutely. And my reality was I was in a miserable marriage, you know, it was difficult raising. I thought children, raising children was going to be, oh, la la land. And I'm like, it's, a, you know, it's a nightmare at times. And I don't mean that, you know, I'm just saying. It's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. And, and, you know, for example, I was always worried that something would happen. They'd drown, they'd get kidnapped. It was all those fears that came up mm. that I didn't anticipate. So my blueprint collided with my reality. And this happens with so many men. Uh, it could be that they're going through a transition you know, in work, there's lots of things that can happen where your blueprint collides with your reality. And we men become completely unpredictable. Mm. And because we're most, and I'm not, you know, I'm generalizing here, and it happens at different stages. It could happen in the late 30s, it can happen in 40s, it could even happen in the 50s, okay, age bracket. But that shift starts to happen. And if anyone follows Alison Armstrong's work, she calls it when a man goes through the tunnel. That's what it feels like. So it's confusing to so many women because that expectation is a man is supposed to be a rock. He's supposed to be solid. Okay. During this phase, men aren't solid. They're not the rock. And it can be really confusing. And the best thing to do if you're in a relationship with this person is love and support them, but never enable them. Never enable them. Because if you enable them, I promise you, you're going to lose respect for your guy and it's gonna create havoc along the way if you're in a long-term relationship. As men start to transition into their 50s and 60s, they become fairly set in their ways. I mean, you, you know, most people become fairly set in their ways. So you have to ask yourself, do I accept my partner for who they, who they are? You know, there's this old adage says, men marry women hoping they never change, and women marry men hoping that they do change. <laughs> <laughs> dangerous yeah. yes you know i mean we operate we just don't want you to change we fell in love with you for who you are please don't change and you're like oh i said yes to you because i'll fall in love with you because i want you to change i you see know? all this potential yeah. <laughs> and either accept the person for who they are by the time they hit 50 or 60 or just you know or move on because there's no sense trying to change and you know we can use the word change i like the word growth grow beyond our limitations or our limiting beliefs, yet a person, by the time they reach this age, they are who they are. Either accept them for who they are or move on. If you're not happy, I'm saying if you're not happy. Mm, right. 
Now, I, I'm starting to think about different qualities and characteristics of a man. And I think I watched another interview that you were on and you were talking about what are the qualities that make a good man? And I thought that that was so interesting. I thought maybe you could shed some light on that. You know, thank you for that. Because I think we all have an idea of what our partner is supposed to look like. But what's most important in the core? And you know what? I'm, I'm going to say it this way, if it's okay. I really looked at the words, I love you. You know, oftentimes we say, I love you. And what does that really mean? You know, we say it so cavalierly. And it's so powerful, three words. They're so, you know, benign. They're used in such a insignificant way. And I really want to stress what the significance of that is. Because this is the qualities, I believe, that represent a good person, both if they're a man or a woman. And that is, because I think we're all here to achieve, you know, we want love. We want partnership. We want you know, that feeling of, I've got my mate. So, and I love you is the words we use. So to me, the words I love you mean, I'm here. You matter. We are important. I'm not going anywhere. I've got your back. I only want you. And when you can, that's, when I say that these are the qualities, if a person can truly emulate that in relationship, you're going to be in a grand relationship. If both people can emulate that, I've got your back. You know, I'm here. We matter as well as you matter. I'm here. I'm present. I don't want anyone else. That to me are the qualities within a relationship that everyone should want to strive for. Absolutely. I it just, I, I'm thinking about my own marriage with my husband and we have a lot of that. And it's just, it's such a beautiful relationship because of that. And I think what you just described is really a snapshot of what I'd love a lot of couples all around the world to be able to create and co-create together. And I, I just think it was just beautifully put how you shared that because I think it gives people a clear picture, not just in words, but in actions and that consistency and that real depth of, of meaning day in, day out and staying committed to that is, is what helps create an amazing relationship. I thank you. I, I agree. You know, I think if we can come to a place where that's what we're feeling, you're going to have an awesome relationship. Right. You know, my parents have been married 64 years now. They're in their late 80s. Uh, my dad's 90. And, you know, what I've experienced with them, what I've watched with them is they're best friends. Mm. They're really best friends. You know, they, they're, and what is friendship? Because at that age, I don't think it's about intimacy, or at least I don't want to hear it about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about it, mom and dad. Um, but is and it's about communication. Do you talk to each other because you genuinely care for each other and you like each other's company? Because if you don't, you know, I, I, I guess on one level, if it's for security reasons and whatnot, that's fine. But that's who you want for your partner, your best friend. And what is friendship but communication? Mm, yeah, because I, the opposite is depression and anxiety is the result, you know, of staying in in that or not being willing to be the change that you want to create in your relationship. I think that it can lead to a lot of sadness and pain. So I think if both people are invested in that, that something very special can transpire for sure. 
Now, I just have a couple more questions. One of them is, how can women understand what men's needs, you know, and not take it personally? How can women understand what men need in a relationship? Sure, sure. That's a great question. You know, I think each man is uniquely different and each man has his own needs. So, you know, let's just start with asking, <laughs> you know. Good, yeah. <laughs> why are, you know, rather than trying to read every book under the sun and you know, buying every course, just if, if you want to know what's going on inside your guy, ask the question, you know. But, and here's the thing. It's not what you ask, it's how you ask it. When you come from a place of love and care, if, and if this person is genuinely cares about you, they're going to want to share how they're feeling. They may, but you have to recognize men may have a difficult time articulating their feelings. Okay, so being patient is hugely important, and recognizing that he may not be able to say it in a way that lands for you. You know, it's interesting. The other day I was with somebody, and I said, "Can you hand me that blue, you know, something or other?" I can't even now. They, I went brain dead what it was, and they saw that as a different color. It's interesting how we both could see one thing and they see it as a different color. So it's the same with with communication. Sometimes the message sent isn't the message received and vice versa. So it's recognizing that we should ask more questions to get clarification. And that includes around feelings and not to pressure anyone. If they don't feel like they want to share, then that's okay too. But to ask good questions. Yeah, I think curiosity is a really important thing because it keeps you open and not jumping into interpretation land because sometimes we we jump into mind reading and that can be very dangerous. So I think really understanding what what people need by asking them for sure. One thing that I see in my office is a lot of times men want freedom or they want space and they want harmony. Those seem to be the common themes that I hear uh, often. So I, I don't know if that's something that resonates with you that you can relate to. Well, absolutely. You know, men want, to, I mean, this is a truism of men in general. We prefer, you know, when it's easy, calm, low, you know, low maintenance, um, you know, low drama, that's the relationships we see. Also, men, here's the thing about men. Men's natural default is to want freedom. Want freedom. That's not to say that we can't be in a fully committed relationship. But if we ever feel like we're tied down, like we're caged, and, and maybe this relates to caveman days when people used to capture people and enslave them and that sort of thing, we don't want to have that feeling of entrapment. But that's not to say that we can't be fully committed and fully engaged in a relationship. So it's words that feel like entrapment. It's, you must do this. You should do this. It's those kind of I'm almost accusatory words that make us feel trapped and we want to get free. And it's more about sharing things in a loving, kind, considerate way that gets, it's, you know, the old saying, you get more pleased with honey than you do vinegar type of thing. And it's the same in relationship. Mm, yeah. Now with love and with commitment, what are some ways that a man can for men that are on the call listening, what are ways that men can really nurture a woman's heart and help to support them best? What would you say are some of those practical, tangible things that men can do to really um, show up in the relationship in a, in a loving, in a committed way? Sure. Hey, guys, for listen, the guys who are listening, let me just say one thing that's 
trumps everything else is a woman wants to feel safe. And nothing makes a woman feel less safe than inconsistency. So I always say actions match your words. You know, actions match your words. That is one way to create safety. Because when a woman feels safe, she can open her heart up. The more she feels safe inside. Now, I don't mean safe like, you know, from burglars and that sort of thing. I'm talking about emotionally safe. And that is based, I think, consistency and keeping your word is like the first step to creating absolute emotional safety. The second thing is genuinely, actively listening. And remember what I'm about to say, guys. Whenever a woman is sharing something about her, it is not your job to fix it. You know, you want to easily fix what's going on because the minute it's fixed, you can go back to watching your football or do whatever else you want to do. A woman sometimes just needs to vomit in a basket and your job is just to hold that space. And then once you've done, you just throw away the basket. You don't need to fix what's going on. And if you do that and she feels seen, heard, and understood, she will open up in ways that will be magical for your relationship. I can promise you that. Mm, lovely. Wonderful. I love how we covered both sides of that equation because I think both are really important. Great. So last question. So I'm saving the juiciest for last. In thinking about sex, how to keep things sexy in your relationship throughout the different phases of life, you know, through parenthood, through, you know, the transition in their 40s. How can couples out there keep things fresh, sexy, affectionate throughout the, the life span of the relationship? I love, love, love this question. Thank you so much for asking. And everyone who's listening, if you haven't explored Tantra, I highly recommend it. And what I mean by Tantra, Tantra is a practice within the yoga sphere, the yoga scheme, if you will, of really learning each other's bodies, both internally and breathing and connecting with another human being. It's not about sexuality or sex per se, but it can absolutely heighten everything in your relationship. I also recommend looking into Kama Sutra and looking at all the different varieties that can enhance your lovemaking other than the traditional wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It takes an effort. It takes effort to seek out amazing opportunities out there. And I, I recommend Tantra because those who practice Tantra in their relationship have sex lives that go into their 50s, 60s, 70s, and even 80s. And both the men and women are incredibly happy with the intimacy within their relationship. And you can simply Google it, find workshops in your area. They're non-sexual. It's around. It's learning how to connect with your partner. And I promise you, once you start a practice and you become, for lack of a word, addicted to it, you're not going to have to worry about date nights and this things and that things because you're going to be so connected on an intimate level that you just can't get to keep your hands off of one another. Mm, that's great. And then being able to, that quality time just becomes natural to be with yeah, one another. Exactly. Because you're so drawn to each other energetically and emotionally and physically. Exactly. Great. Thank you so much. Well, that commences our interview. I know that you have a very special gift that you'd like to share with our audience. Could you uh, share a little bit about that and the link, sure. uh, how people can access that free gift? First off, thank you again. This has been fantastic. You're an amazing interviewer. So can I just send you a big Jonathan Bear hug? Oh, thank you. I'll take it. 
And uh, for those listening, my website is Understand Men Now. My free gift is the five qualities a man seeks in a soulmate. I'm sure there's a button somewhere right below this recording that you're listening to so you can get my free gift. And it's really helping you understand how men truly transition to a deeper, fully committed relationship, how we really go deeper in relationship. What I'm sharing in this short, brief audio will, you know, whether you're in a seasoned relationship and you've been together 20 or 30 years or you're brand new or you're or maybe you're still out there single and looking, knowing this, how men operate, I promise you, will pay dividends. Because when you understand the way, and for those women who are listening in particular, when you understand the way we men operate, you can predict our behavior so much easier and you're going to make better choices. And when you make better choices, you're much happier. So press the link somewhere here or on the, on the email and I promise you, you'll be happy you did. Oh, great. Well, Jonathan, I really enjoyed this interview. I had so much fun with you. So thank you so much for being on today's episode interview. Thank you so much. And you're fantastic. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Wonderful. I'm your host, Andrea Carella. And just to summarize what we covered in today's show was really about what men are really thinking when it comes to love, sex, and commitment. And we covered what turns men on, what turns men off, what makes a good man, how to understand men's needs, how men can be more loving and committed in their relationship and what steps to take, the different age ranges throughout the relationship and how to develop that love through the transitions of life and how to keep things fresh, sexy, and juicy throughout the lifespan of the relationship. So it's a great interview, really covered a lot of territory. Definitely check back with us, in your, check in your inbox. You'll find the next interview tomorrow for the Create a Relationship You Love Summit. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.